0: Welcome to Beyond Breathing, the podcast for everyone who breathes and sleeps. I'm your host, Lancet, and I'm excited to help you navigate wellness through breathing, airway, and sleep. In each episode, we'll be joined by expert medical professionals, sleep specialists, wellness coaches, and individuals who have conquered their own sleep struggles adults and kiddos too. We'll dive into the science of sleep and breathing and its impact on our health. We will explore sleep technology and uncover practical tips and techniques to enhance your sleep quality, your mood, and overall health and wellness. So get ready to breathe well, sleep well, and live well. And thank you to Sierra Sleep, Airway, and Wellness Center in Reno, Nevada for sponsoring this wellness journey. I am so excited to introduce our guest today. Barbara Tritz is a biological dental hygienist in Washington State. She has been recognized as a top dental blogger and is on an amazing mission. I'm really excited to share this with you guys today. She's on a mission to really encourage the public, uh, medical providers, and dental professionals to join in on a very new movement that's happening really across the globe about looking at how we treat health and disease differently. And instead of putting Band-Aids on, she is on a mission (laughs) to change the system where we are all addressing the root causes of chronic diseases instead of just treating the symptoms. So um, before we really dive into her story, let me just tell you a little bit more about how amazing that she is. She's an international guest speaker, writer, practicing biological dental hygienist in the office of Green City Dental in Edmonds, Washington. She's also the owner of Washington Oral Wellness in Kirkland, Washington, where she practices oral facial myofunctional therapy. She completed her accreditation in biological dental hygiene through the International Academy of Oral Medicine and Toxicology, where she is now the chair of the Biological Dental Hygiene Committee. Congratulations. Uh, biological Thank dental you. hygiene and finding the root causes of dental disease and diseases has been her driving passion. Her interest in all things health-related spilled over to creating a blog and website, Queen of Dental Hygiene. She loves to share her knowledge and help others find their total body health. She lectures everywhere from local classrooms to professional continuing education courses across the globe. She has received numerous awards and we are just really so incredibly lucky to have her here today with us. So welcome, Barbara.
1: Well, thank you, Lancet. It is an honor to be with you today. Thank you.
0: So uh, for today's podcast, I thought we could just start off with the topic, uh, today's topic. Why would a dental hygienist care about mouth breathing or sleep apnea? Um, Where does, you know, dental health and overall health and mouth breathing, sleep apnea, how does it all kind of play together? And, you know, just kind of give us two or three reasons why every single dental hygienist should care about these issues.
1: Well, that, that's a mouthful, yes.
0: <laughs> I know. Um,
1: <laughs> so mouth breathing is the root cause of many of our dental problems, from crooked teeth to tooth decay and gum disease and bad breath, and then then it spills over into chronic systemic diseases. So in order for our patients, number one, to have a healthy mouth, They've got to breathe through their nose. And, you know, we we fight tooth decay with with Band-Aids like fluoride and then gum disease. We scrape the heck out of teeth and polish and polish. And and, and then we yell at our patients for not doing enough oral hygiene. And we we need more fluoride and we need more toothbrushes and we need better toothpaste. When really the root cause starts here you know, with our nose, we need to breathe through our nose. When you nasal breathe, you have a healthier oral environment. And so, you know, in order to fight our dental diseases, we've got to start talking about nasal breathing and 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 recognize the signs of mouth breathing and really help our patients learn how to use their nose. Nasal hygiene is as important or more important than oral hygiene. So before and, we move
0: on, that's a really good point. Yeah. So then are you recommending that dental professionals now start educating uh, their patients about not only cleaning their mouth, but also cleaning their nose?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. That is
0: fantastic.
1: Yes. And and how to do it properly. And and why? And how to recognize the signs of mouth breathing. You know, when we see acid wear facets, when we see erosion, when we see a uvula that dangles halfway down to their 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 tonsils um, or tonsils that look like golf balls, you know, all the signs are there. And, and dental hygiene is, you know, we are so much more than tooth scrapers and, and pumice pushers. We have to up our game so that our patients are healthier and recognizing the signs of mouth breathing is so critical, so critical. Because with mouth breathing, we have sleep apnea, we have cancer, we have uh, AFib, we have sleep uh, disordered breathing, we have dementia. It all comes back to mouth breathing. So, you know, if as a healthcare provider, you know, we, we need to be aware of those signs.
0: What would be the best way that you think that the dental professionals could actually find out if their patients are mouth breathing?
1: Well, you know, when you go get them in the reception room, are they sitting there with their mouth open? Are they looking at their computer on their phone and has their mouth open? You know, have them download a sleep app. And test themselves, how deeply they're sleeping, Um, have a sleep study, Um, you know, do they have dry mouth? Do they have caries? Every, Every patient that I have that has tooth decay, every patient that I have that has gum disease is a mouth breather. Period.
0: I have also found so, it really helpful you know, in my own practice as a dental hygienist by asking patients, right? Do you typically breathe through your nose or <laughs> breathe through your mouth? And I'm shocked by how many people mm. are very well aware that they mouth breathe. And I find it interesting that that's never on a health history question. When you go to the medical doctor mm. or you go to the dental Correct. practice, um, to me, that should be one of the number one questions that we are asking people is, you know, do you breathe through your mouth or your nose? And then people will go on to elaborate well when I exercise or when I sleep um, I also have find it, mm-hmm. found it interesting that yes. most people don't realize the correlation between snoring and having your mouth open it's actually almost <laughs> impossible to snore when your mouth is closed so if you're snoring that's a pretty good sign too Are there any other suggestions or, um, you know, comments that you have about what dental professionals can do to help really bridge this gap and raise awareness about mouth breathing and, you know, dental diseases?
1: You know, I would love for every hygienist to also be an oral facial myofunctional therapist. That should be part of our education, our degree completion or just part of our dental hygiene you know, bachelor program, um, because we really don't know. know, I mean, until less than 10 years ago, I, I had no idea there was such a thing as myofunctional disorders and I didn't connect sleep apnea and because I had sleep apnea and I didn't connect that to oral diseases and to malocclusion, to crowded teeth, to jaw dysfunction and the way people's faces grew. I just thought some people were lucky, some people weren't. And you know, that's like, no, no, it was all tongue rest posture and mouth breathing, nasal breathing. Um, you know, so it was a lack of my, in my education. Um, that I went down this path. My daughter started belching and I was like, how do I fix this? And it was because she wasn't swallowing properly because I gave her a pacifier because I didn't want her to suck her thumb. And so I created this monster. And now when she was a, a high school senior, she was belching when she got her braces off because now she had no place to put her tongue. And so that started me on this path. It's like, oh, my gosh, this is the other half of dentistry and dental hygiene. And I was clueless for over 35 years. And so, you know, and it, and it wasn't in my dental hygiene journals. And I mean, I'm a voracious reader and, and I didn't see it anywhere. I had never even heard of it. And so once I did, it was like, oh, my gosh, I have missed the boat here. So
0: So, uh, you seem so passionate about this topic Um, and you (laughs) obviously have personal stories with your daughter. How about patient stories? Can you, off the top of your head, can you think of a patient story that has really impacted or changed how you as a dental professional has
1: practiced? So yes, I I have one patient in particular, Ann, who she had impeccable oral hygiene. And and as a biological hygienist, I use a phase contrast microscope with every patient. I take plaque samples, I look at it with the patient, we're looking at the bugs, you know, what's living in their mouth, is there yeast, is there parasites, is there pathogens? And and Anne just did a great job with her oral hygiene, but her her bones were melting, literally between appointments, like, wow, how do we go from a three millimeter to a five millimeter pocket in, in three months? And we had to, we had to, you know, use some, some creative dentistry to anchor her teeth back in her mouth. And she lost teeth and she had caries. And lo and behold, you know, once I realized what the problem was, you know, she's mouth breathing and, and it's nutrition and, you know, and, and I was missing my education. You know, I knew something was wrong, but until I Learned more about this, like oh, now I know what I would do differently, and and it just breaks my heart. So it's it's put me on a mission because this beautiful woman who did everything I recommended, I I couldn't stop her disease.
0: Yeah, Barbara, can you tell me a little bit more about the use of your microscope and assessing what actually is going Mm -hmm. on in people's mouth? Because the vast majority of dental professionals are not using a microscope, Um, so we're kind of guessing. So can you just tell me a little bit more about what you look for and how it helps you treat your patients?
1: Okay. I have used a microscope from the beginning of my career. Um, as you say, we're, we're guessing. So, you know, I test, I don't guess. And so I take a plaque sample from four different areas of the mouth. I go into the deeper pockets and I take that plaque, put it on a slide, seal it up and look at it on a face contrast microscope. And so I know pretty well what's going on below the gum line before symptoms occur, before damage occurs, before bone loss before bleeding, I am seeing the biofilm. And with that biofilm, then I can motivate the patient and I can assess the patient so that I know what is happening, you know, and and then how do we fix that before damage occurs? You know, a healthy mouth doesn't have spirochetes. A healthy mouth does not have amoebas. A healthy mouth does not have trichomonads. You know, all of the things that are present on a face contrast microscope are right there for both the patient and I to see. And I take a plaque sample on every patient every time I see them. And it it motivates the patient beyond beyond me just saying, here, here's your toothbrush. Um, and, and the patients always ask me, are we gonna do a slide today? And it's like, yeah, I've, I, it's on your tray. I've already taken the plaque sample. We will look at it shortly. But they always ask me that because because they want those rewards, too. And so it, it is power, is, right? it's a game changer. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. It just and it, it empowers the patient to want to be healthy. So here's a trick question for you.
0: I don't know what the answer (laughs) is, but if you were to just look at a slide uh, of somebody's Mm -hmm. plaque, biofilm, Mm -hmm. without knowing the patient or their story or their history, would you be able to tell if somebody is a mouth breather just by looking at their slide?
1: Yeah, I could. Because the more, you know, the biofilm changes, the pH drops with mouth breathing and it becomes acidic. And so these pathogens love an acidic environment. So just by looking at my slide and do, or doing a salivary diagnostics, you know the biofilm changes with periodontal disease, with caries, and so just seeing that microscope slide just cements it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does.
0: So is there anything else that you could, you know, impart your wisdom on the medical or dental community about how we're looking at sleep, breathing, um, oral health and oral disease, any last kind of talking points, you know, that you have to encourage um, us to learn more about how to help help everyone be healthier?
1: You know, I mean, dental hygienists have, have so much information and we are just an awesome healthcare profession. And, and we have boxed ourselves into being the cleaning lady and the oral janitor. And by, by just upping our game and changing our outlook from that, that pinpoint to looking at the whole mouth and the whole body. And addressing, you know, the breathing issue, the throat development, airway development. Do we have malocclusion? How do we prevent chronic disease? And we should be, you know, expanding our field by knowing sleep and airway and working in an ENT's office, an orthodontist's office, a medical provider, um, you know, a cardiologist's office. We should be in all of these places as a profession. And really, being the all-encompassing healthcare provider that we are, instead of just staying in our little operatory cleaning teeth, um, so it's it's a vision of mine to you know how do we how do we improve the health of this country? We have it. We have the key, and it's all airway development. It's all proper breathing, and and so learning about myofunctional disorders should be our baseline. So that's. I That's love my, that. My I am mission. on the same
0: page with you, 100%. <laughs> you are. Um, you know, we have the ability to heal ourselves. We just don't know how to do it or mm-hmm. haven't been taught to do it. We have people like dental hygienists who are armed with information and, and want to help educate and, and assess and treat. So, you know, thank you for being the queen of dental hygiene. Uh, the dental hygiene profession is so lucky to have you. Um, I hope to have you again coming back on one of our podcasts, talking about mm, maybe- I Something like ozone therapy or something like that. So thank you. Um, Lastly, uh, for our audience who are going to be leading this podcast with new knowledge, hopefully some new inspiration and a call to action, like what are one or two things that listeners can do to like immediately to help improve their oral health, their breathing and their sleep?
1: You know, there are lots of good books out there. Um, James Nestor just wrote a bestseller called Breath and read that you know, learn about airway development and how critical it is to systemic health. And then for hygienists, take a training in myofunctional therapy. And for the public, find a myofunctional therapist so that you can learn how to use your nose properly, how to breathe properly, and then consider, you know, working with them and learning about mouth taping mouth taping is so incredible you know, I know. it's a game changer really for is. me so
0: yeah me too so. me too all right. Well, I hope, thank you so much, Barbara. I uh, Every time we talk, I'm so inspired by you. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and your passion, your expertise. I hope that you all check out her blog, queenofdentalhygiene.net. You can reach her by email at contactqueenofdentalhygiene.net. And um, I can't wait to see you all on our next podcast. Thank you, Barbara. In the meantime, I hope that we can start mouth taping, start doing some reading and talking to your dental hygienist about... Um, your oral health and that, you know, how your breathing might be contributing to some of your issues or promoting health. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.